0: You know what's weird about being an only child with divorced parents? You, you kind of wonder. You kind of wonder if there's if there's anybody else out there. You know, I um, I asked my dad one time, because a uh, little background about my dad. Uh, he was in the Royal Lao Army. He uh, fought um, alongside the U.S. Uh, during the secret war in Vietnam, uh, the, the war that never happened and eventually happened some times later. But uh, before that, he was a... I guess he was a bard, or the best way to put it is he was a he was a traveling singer, and he would go to like festivals and what have you, and he would sing on stage, and I think there was a video, Um, I saw one video, I remember seeing him singing on stage, and I just I just thought that was weird because that was my dad, and so he's traveling from town to town singing, and you you know you kind of you kind of wonder like he was a, he was a handsome dude you know he was a handsome he, uh, singing was awful i mean you've you've heard asian guys singing on karaoke that that's pretty much what it sounded like so like he he looked like an m3 but sounded like a uh chevy volt or something you know but um so as an only child i kind of wondered um one day i asked him like dad be honest with me you know after i found out that he was a traveling singer like do I have any brothers or sisters that I don't know about? And he just looks at me. He he has his trademark laugh. He <laughs> and then he walks away. And I, I ne- that was my answer. I Every single time I've asked him, I've never gotten a clear answer. And so I'm just guessing. I, I told my wife Mary this. I'm like, you know, at his funeral, like, we're going to be there. We're all going to be, you know, mourning him, and then there'll be these other people showing up and come to find out they're, like, you know, my brothers and sisters or something like that. And I just thought that would be the most hilarious thing ever because, you know, my dad's a very handsome dude, and obviously he passed those those charming good looks down uh, to his other sons, not me. But anyways... Welcome to the new format of Chasing Chanthavisuk. Uh, this is how it's going to be for going forward. Because, to be honest with you, I, I probably don't have many more traumatizing stories of my childhood. And so we're just going to try to keep things current. I'll still keep the stories going. And obviously, I'm still uh, talking to Alex as if um, I'm talking to him from beyond the grave. But this is how it's going to be. Uh, I got a new mic, Tell, let me know how that sounds too, by the way. Uh, no longer using the uh, the Razer headsets, just gonna be using my HyperX solo cast, which I think sounds pretty good, I can actually move around now. Uh, it does pick up a fairly decent amount of sound, so once in a while you might hear my squeaky chair, but that's about it. Um, new new Instagram, uh, the new Instagram is ChasingChantavisuk, obviously that makes the most sense picked up a few new listeners by the way uh so right now we currently have listeners in the united states uh in mexico brazil strangely in pakistan and i just picked up a new listener coming out of canada so thank you for uh for everybody who's been listening in the u.s uh, mostly out of new england and a lot from new york west coast people we're looking at california and washington and um You know, gracias to my listeners in Mexico, Um, obrigado to my listeners in Brazil, Uh, shukria to the listeners in Pakistan, and thank you uh, to the listeners in Canada. I mean, you guys took the time to listen. Um, I can at least take the time to say thank you in your native languages, or merci if you are from the uh, from the Montreal province, but again, thank you, thank you for listening. Uh, Spotify has switched things up a little bit. Spotify kind of bought Anchor, uh, which is the program that I used, and they're making it a little harder um, to track nowadays. So, they track um, people who listen on Apple, on Amazon, uh, on Google, but they only really care about the people who listen on Spotify. So, I mean, as it stands right now, most of my listeners, I got about uh, 59% male, and uh, 40% female, and then we've got other. So just figured I'd give you guys a, a little insight as to how that works. And again, thank you. Thank you for listening. So again, my, oof, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I guess you guys could know, I suppose. Uh, my birthday is coming up on Saturday, actually, May 13th. Legal birthday, as well as May 14th. But It's Mother's Day, so my wife's just going to steal that one from me, boo. But yeah, as as you know, um, if you listen to the previous episodes, uh, my birthday is usually a very, very dark time for me. Uh, For those who don't know, um, I wasn't the only one born that day, but I was the only one that survived. And so I have a, I don't know, I guess you would say a guilt, Um, a survivor's guilt, I guess would probably be the best way to put it but usually around the holidays, um, around my birthday, or days where you would be spending with family, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, what have you, I go into a very, very deep, dark depression. Thoughts creep up into my head, and I know that, you know, I know not to give in to those impulses. Obviously, I attempted a couple, well, yeah, the big attempt was once, but I uh, I pushed through. Um, I'm okay. I'm okay. I really am, like, Doing this podcast, at first I started out just, you know, for Alex's sake. I just want him to to hear my voice, to know about his past, know about his family, his history. But as i gotten deeper into it, more and more people have actually reached out and said that what I'm doing is actually helping them, which is fantastic. I mean, I'm glad me talking about my trauma, sitting here shirtless, don't ask, but... <laughs> Talking about my trauma and, you know, explaining how the process that I went through is helping other people, that's fantastic. I I did not expect that, but I'm incredibly grateful that people have reached out and said that I am helping them. Um, So that's that's, that's really awesome. Uh, What else do I got going on? I have a family reunion coming up um, in July, so I have... Uh, About 15 pounds to lose As I would like to say Um, I I like to call it reunion ready So I got to get back to the gym I mean I'm turning 42 I should probably turn this boat around Before it's too late right And um, So I'm going to be seeing a lot of family Which I'm incredibly grateful for And I love my family I talk about my family a lot Um, It's incredibly important to me and I try to keep in touch with as many family members as I can. Um, what I have done is uh, about, about uh, two years ago, no, actually, ooh, three years ago, um, I did the 23andMe thing. So I did the ancestry research um, and it came back that I am 98% Asian and 2% North African. So I don't know how that works. Like, did one of my uh, Asian cousins get freaky with somebody from Morocco or Algeria or something like that? But um, it's very strange. Uh, It says that it's North African, so more or less I probably don't get to use the word during my rap sessions. (laughs) But... um, I should probably start learning French, huh? Or I can learn uh, Egyptian Arabic, one or the other, I have to get closer to my roots. But uh, yeah, it's it's really cool um, finding out. Like, I have other relatives out there. None of my, you know, other brothers and sisters that are, are out there. I have yet to find them, so maybe they're doing Ancestry.com. I don't know. But I did find cousins, lots and lots of cousins. I think I have more cousins than the Inoue family does in wrestling. So that's fantastic. What's uh What's really strange about it is I actually got in contact with a lot of these cousins that I had, and, you know, some of them are, like, living very close, you know, so I could have just, I could have met them in passing, or we could have had, you know, mutual friends before we met, and I thought that was really, really cool, so I actually got in touch with them, um, I'm, I'm friends with them on social media, I'm friends with them on Instagram, so I do follow them, and I, I still have conversations to this day with them what's cool about it is we're all so spread out like I have um, one of my cousins Zeke Montoya like hey shout out to Zeke Montoya um, but like I didn't, I didn't think we would be related anytime if you look at his picture you look at my picture'm i like there's no way they're related and yet there we are like it's it's such a strange thing that genetics you know you you travel the world and you you, you spread your seed like your Johnny apple seed and all of a sudden you you sprout out a new family member, like I have family in, in Sweden. I have family in obviously in Laos still. Um, I have lots of family in Canada. Most of them are in the United States. And there's um there's some discrepancies there. I w- I would say though, because I have had people who I've grown up with my whole life. You know they my parents say oh these are your cousins these are your family members you know treat them as if they they are your family and and I did I did obviously I grew up with them so I grew up very close with them so yes they are my family and then I do the, the the test and I'm like wait we don't match at all like not even point 00009 you know like but that's perfectly fine because to be honest with you I mean like sometimes I don't even get along with my blood family you know like family isn't always blood like you can't pick and choose your blood family but you can pick and choose your actual family and that that's how i've i've grown to to live like there are people who i trust more that aren't related to me than there are people who go you know i have your blood this is your uncle this is your brother. and I, I, I don't care like there are certain people that i just choose not to to relate to. There you go. Yeah. I can choose that now. Just like people can choose their religion. They can choose their their orientation. Um hell Ariana Grande chose to be Asian all of a sudden, so shout out to my cousin Ariana Grande. But again, I can choose who my family is. There's a very, very tight circle. And um yeah, I just want to say that. (laughs) Like, you know, brothers and sisters great but you don't have to talk to him and so again going back to my dad who is my again my absolute hero um he he was the basis of i guess what i would based off being a great dad was all about you know he always had a sunny disposition he was never really like angry or anything like that and unfortunately i didn't pick that up because i'm angry all the time but according to my family but, like, no matter what hardship he faced, again, walking home from school, like, we faced, you know, Ruth calling us ching-chong, ching-chong, you know, like, and that hurt me as a kid. I I just knew that that was hurtful. But my dad just looked at me, you know, he rubbed my hair and everything was okay. And I, again, just faith, thinking about, like, what type of hardships has he faced because he doesn't speak English, you know but you can tell when somebody doesn't like you. And so I took that um, to heart, just things are always gonna work out in the end, I suppose is the best way to put it. And like, if I were to compare, you know, all the other dads out there, like my dad is pretty awesome. <laughs> I'm not even gonna sugarcoat it. he was freaking awesome. And I don't think he ever laid a hand on me, He didn't have to. I just understood him. Like, it wasn't, like, psychological or anything like that. Like, he wasn't threatening to hit me or anything like that. He never even threatened to punish me. But when he did raise his voice, I knew. Like, cut the shit out, you know? And I think that's how I chose my path to be a father. Before we even had Alex, I... I like to think I was a great dad to like a bunch of other kids, you know? Like there there were people I knew who had kids and, and you know, their boyfriends or husbands and were just complete dicks and they weren't really good dads at all. And I stepped in and I'm like, you know, I would take them out and like have, take them out, have ice cream, but just the stupid little things like that. But it meant a lot to the kid And it meant a lot to me, because I was learning, you know, I, I wanted to be a father growing up, I I knew I wanted to be a dad growing up, and I guess practice makes perfect, I suppose, but, I mean, these kids were, these kids were just kids, you know, they, they, they didn't ask to be fatherless, I suppose, but, um, I did everything I could to be a dad for them, and even... The kids who did have, like, fathers, um, their fathers just weren't good, I suppose. I mean, I've been told this, like, you you make a great dad. And so, you know, growing up, I was like, all right, I'm going to be a really, really good dad. And then when Alex came along, I was ready. Well, no, I couldn't say I was ready, ready. I mean, no one's ever ready to be a father. But when he came along, I was like, I got this. Like, my wife gave birth thanks for that and you rest I got this for now and I I did I I took care of Alex like first couple weeks it was just me I was hands-on I didn't sleep I was ready to go I was I was super nanny and like that's that's the amazing thing about kids is that they they are so forgiving for all your mistakes like right now Alex is six years old and um, sometimes I would get mad. And I can't explain why I would get mad. You know, uh, like, again, right? especially right about now, uh, my temper is usually short. But don't Don't get me wrong. I would never, ever lay a hand on him. But I do get very, very angry at him. And, like, I'll send him to his room or I'll I've never really shouted at him, but I will be, like, very forthcoming, I guess, very strict and very firm with him. And I know it hurts his feelings. I, I I could see that it hurts his feelings, and he would walk, you know into his room with his head down and what have you. And I would feel so, so bad about it as I sit there because he's in his room and he's upset and I'm upset, and I'm more or less upset with myself. And then you know, it'll be a couple minutes. we'll both just be sitting in our own little spots, and then you know he'll ask if he can come out. And, yeah, obviously, he can come out. And the first thing he'll do is he'll just, you know, he'll just come up to me and give me a hug and goes, you know, I love you, Papa. And, again, that just makes me feel like even more of a dick, to be honest with you. But he, like, he's so forgiving. And that's the thing about kids is you just, you can mess up a lot. And... Like, they'll be so forgiving. They're so loving. And honestly, I wish I could have more kids. But I, again, I'm 42. I can't do it. I'm tired. I'm tired now. This is probably why I'm shirtless. I'm too tired to even put a shirt on after my shower. But, you know, uh, again, if in my past, um, sorry about that. My phone went off. I talked about how I did not plan on living past 45, I was gonna check out, and um, believe me, I, I treated my, uh, I treated my body pretty badly, <laughs> you know, the drug use with the physical abuse, I, it, I wouldn't, well, I didn't cut myself or anything like that, but, like, I would just, I had no fear, I would throw myself off of buildings, you know, bungee jumping, like, I, I didn't have a second thought about doing stupid things like that. And again, I was young. I was immortal, you know, essentially. But nowadays, you know, I have I have Mary. I have Alex. I have a, a close circle of friends that, that I can turn to when these type of thoughts happen. And I'm glad that someone pointed out that, you know, like, oh, man, you, like, I can't believe you said you tried to kill yourself. Or I can't believe you, you know, did a bunch of drugs because you don't look like that type. You project a different... You know persona. And that's because I've been through that. I've been through all of that. I, I've, I've attempted suicide. I've done a bunch of drugs. I've, well, I've never OD'd on anything, but, you know, I got through it. I've had friends who committed suicide and I've gotten through it. I've gone to the other side. I've broken through and I came back, you know? And so now I see everything in a different light. I, I see... As my dad does I, He's been a POW He's been shot at He's shot at other people He's probably killed people And so When you go through those type of things And you come back uh, you, you, you see things in a different light And so You know Alex is Alex is like that Going back to um, him he's, he's great And because Growing up as a kid, you want to be the hero of your own story. You know, you want to be like Superman. You want to be like Batman. But I became Alex's hero. I became his Superman. I became his Batman. And so, you know, I just want to say in closing um, like, you may not be the hero of your own story, and that's perfectly fine. But one day, you're going to be the hero that you needed to be for someone else. And I think that's, uh, that's the key takeaway to the way I'm currently living my life is, yeah, I had great expectations for my life growing up. You know, as a kid, I wanted to be a professional wrestler. I wanted to do all this and I chased that dream. I became a professional wrestler, not a very good one, but I became a professional wrestler. I got paid, so when that happened, I had no direction after that, and so you know, I try to fill that void with all these other things. But at the end of the day, when I became a father, that was that was the answer for me um. Alex sees me as his hero like I can do no wrong I can do everything and so being 42 coming up on that uh, 45 number it's a little worrying and I think you know I think I can live past 45 but who knows nowadays but I am trying my best to reverse the course um, that I took as a kid. Oh yeah. A dumb kid. So I am trying to work out a little bit better. I'm trying to eat a little bit healthier, not doing a very good job in that because my six year old doesn't finish his chicken nuggets. And I'm like, Ooh, chicken nuggets, but you know, Ooh, I'm sorry. that spiked. But, um, yeah, I'm trying my best. So I think that's the best we can do, you know, just look out for each other love one another, or as you would say in lao, hakan pankan. And so I just want to say in closing, thank you guys again for listening. Um, Spotify has made it really, really hard to get listeners nowadays, so I would really, really appreciate it if you can share this podcast, like it, give it a review on Apple, uh, five stars only. Otherwise, I will send you very, very angry pictures of Alex staring at you. So again, um, I want to say I appreciate you guys for listening. Um, That's about it next week. I will be 42 years old. Hopefully I have pants on next week, but we'll find out. (laughs) All right. Thanks for listening, guys.